Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Greetings and welcome to Hour of Discernment on January 8, 2016. Well, yesterday... I uh, went uh, about 25 miles south of here to a little town called Port Orford, Oregon, and visited my friend Ron. And uh, it's always a little bit of a enlightenment when I go down there because we, we share the different... He's got a biblical view, and plus he understands what's going on in the world and that we are living in just a big theater. And we're, as Christians, we're just passerbys. We're just on a camp, big camp trip here. So, And if you're feeling real comfortable down here, you better take another look. <laughs> but, you know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, next week. Uh, next week, I'm going to have Greg Anthony on on Monday, and on Tuesday, I'm going to have David Weiss of deep in the... How's that go, um, Michael? His broadcast... Uh, deep in the deep in the rabbit hole. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, deep in the rabbit hole, and uh, he's uh, uh, done, he he has read Judy Wood's book from front to cover, and so we're gonna will in forty five minutes we will solve nine eleven, and then on uh, Wednesday I'm going to have Larry Phillips. Uh, I'm trying to find that. Find that should have that in here, and, but uh, Larry Phillips here didn't know. Larry Phillips, uh, done it. I'm not prepared here. Just this second here. It's okay, Walt. <laughs> oh, here it is. Because I want to. It's we're going to discuss Larry Phillips. Phillips versus the state of Missouri, a compelling case of religious discrimination. Larry Phillips' refusal to license and place children with sodomites is victory over the state of Missouri. You, it's, uh, it's an eye-opener, a very eye-opener. And so, and I'm looking real forward to Monday's broadcast with Greg Anthony because, you know, it all, it all kind of, the journey kind of started for my website, The Grand Design Exposed, uh, I listened to Greg Samaski. And uh, some of the material that we're going to cover on Monday is we're going to cover, uh, we're going to cover um, and talk about Eric Phelps. And we're going to talk about uh, uh, F. Tupper Saucy. And uh, because why? Because uh, uh, Eric Phelps was very instrumental in a lot of the knowledge that that Greg 
he was kind of an introduction to the Jesuits. And he, he was on, uh, Harry Phelps was on uh, Greg's broadcast many, many times. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about the origin of the, of the, of the New World Order and, and what it's all about. And, uh, and the, th- the thing of it is, one thing I've learned, and I'll tell you, I've only learned this last couple of months, or maybe not even that, the last couple of weeks, you know, because I've said some things on Hour of the Truth uh, about Eric Phelps. And, you know, uh, I've learned this. I've learned an awful lot about Eric, about the Jesuits and the foundation through Eric Phelps. But I think uh, Greg's uh, broadcast, and if you haven't listened to the five broadcasts that I have up here on Hour of the Truth, it, it'll be a real warm-up for what we're going to be talking about on Monday. And with that today, also, I, uh, what got me into coming enough courage to come to the mic and start a broadcast um, was uh, Lori's talk news radio, Lori Brickabile. She lives up in Alaska. Uh, and uh, I always was amazed with, he always, it was uh, so interesting to to talk to her because it's a different lifestyle when you live in a winter where it's 30 and 40 below zero. That's pretty chilly. And it takes a certain kind of person to live there, and that's, she's a, she was always a real individual, and I've always, you know, though I might differ with somebody, I do like an individual. I, and it's interesting to, when somebody is an individual and has a freedom of conscience and speaking their own conscience. Uh, you know, do I disagree with some of the things? She, yes, yes. But it's all right to disagree. It's all right. I mean, this excommunicating and throwing somebody under the bus, when you throw somebody under the bus or somebody throws you under the bus, it doesn't, it does. it stops, it stops the thinking mind. And after visiting Ron last night, and as I was leaving, he uh, returned a book that I had had with him it's called the Ark and the Dove. The reason I bring the the Ark of the Dove is is the Ark and the Dove was written in 1936 by a you might say well it's it's a, a, a Roman Catholic historian and uh, and the carols are mentioned. <laughs> there's chapters on the carols in this book and. Uh, and then this book is, you might say, a little connection to rulers of evil. Now, rulers of evil, the last month or so, is becoming more and more important to understand. And uh, if you, if I think everybody needs a foundation a little bit because if you if you if you've got a copy of Rulers of Evil, there's I believe there's 25 chapters in the in the index of the book at the back, or they call notes. The book is 
very well documented. And, of course, we're going to be talking on Monday, and Greg Anthony will be representing F. Tupper Saucy. Uh, uh, and, and this is Yerk Glisman of Joggler 66 is reading this and doing an excellent job. It's, and he makes very little comments, but the comments he makes is, is, a, it, it's, it's takes your breath away. Uh, and also if you have time, if you don't have time to read the whole book, why it relates to the Ark and the Dove is if you go if you go to 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 chapter uh, uh, nineteen, the death and resurrection, the death and resurrection of Lorenzi Ritchie. That isn't the one I want. I uh, I wanted. Uh, Uh, can't. Just. Oh, oh, chapter eighteen: the stimulating effects of tea. The last, the last two pages on pages one eighty four and one eighty five. York did a special. Uh, he did a special broadcast just on this chart. It's called the General Late, the General Late of Lorenzi Ritchie in 1758 to 1775. Now, the average person, including myself, when reading the books, you might just skim over this chart. It's in smaller print also, but it's laid out like this. It's in three columns. And it's Euro, Euro world, England, and America. What from 1758 to 1775? Each, and, and it goes 1758, 1759, and it tells you what's going on in Europe, what's going on in England, and what's going on in America. And the carols are mentioned ten times. See, it's real important. It's real important to realize that those years leading up to 1776, and and this chart and and it's only 32 minutes, and it's entitled when you go to uh, Joggler 66, look uh, click on the playlist and he's got the Rulers of Evil, and it'll be listed down there. I have a link too on my page here, but it's easier to go to his page. But uh, uh, you know, again, you've heard me in the first five, first four broadcasts how I, I keep mentioning rulers of evil. Well, the, the, because it's a foundation, it's a foundation. In other words, you can verify, like the first chapter, subliminal Rome. You can. He's got the notes that you can verify it, and I always say this over and over. If you can refute the first chapter of Rulers of Evil, you don't have to read the rest. But uh, 
so anyway, I, and, and then I want to just mention, I haven't mentioned uh, the book I put together, you know. I mean, I'm not the author of this book. It's the Vatican Jesuit Global Conspiracy, and was only a 55-page pamphlet by Dr. Ronald Cook, 1985. Now, now, I realized because I was reading this again this morning. I I did write, I did write the the introduction, but Yerk. Uh, 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 helped me edit it. He he he. Uh, we went through and edited what I write because I, uh, you know, it, it. You always need an editor when you put anything together. But you know, if you look, if if you look at the and we, and the thing I, I know, I, I think uh, York was a little. Uh, he didn't. He let me when we went. Th- we went through this book, page by page. And uh, and he let me. Uh, he was a little upset sometimes, I think, because he didn't understand. We jumped around the book. And the reason, the reason I didn't want him to read the first part, you know, is because you really need a basis. You, uh, you, you need to understand the carols. And there's another thing about this book. Now, listen, if you, if you send me, if you, I, I give this book away. I've sent this book. It's been there's a copy in Denmark, and there's about five copies in in Canada, and one of the Canadians up there, uh, he uh, he reprinted 50 of them with the PDF file. It's a PDF file that you can take and you can get it. You can go to your to a print somebody a uh, you know, printing house and they they can print it to you. And also, I want to mention this. I have a brother in Mr. Pasco who lives in Pasco, who came up and seen me on his motorcycle a year ago, he went, he took the PDF file of Tupper Saucy and he had it printed. So I asked him how much it cost now. And they, they put a binding on it, but it cost 44 bucks, but that's in regular size. Uh, it's in regular size, uh, uh, computer paper. And they even put a cover and they bind, they binded it for him. But and and I'm in the in the process of uh, you know I'm going to uh, build a cover for it and and if you have a laser printer you can you can take your PDF file of Tupper Saucy's book and have it printed because you really have to have a book in your hand it's nice to read off the screen and you know it's great but to really get the meat out of it you need to have it in your hand you know and so uh, again I'll all you have to do is send me your contact me and I'll send you a free book. And, uh, this is printed here in the bunker. It, I put a binding, I got a little jig and I bind it with uh, gorilla glue. And, uh, it, it looks, you know, it looks like it uh, comes out. Well, it comes out of the, out of, uh, a hour of discernment publishing house. <laughs> and anyway, uh, uh, so, so, uh, and oh, one, th- one other thing I wanted to comment about this book. Understand that this is the heart kind of what what motivated Walt to start scratching and digging. Well, it was I met John Daniels, Grand Design Exposed, and I started scratching and digging. 
in the in one t- when I was when John one time John he come across the royal declaration. Now understand something. Understand something. The only place that you will find the royal declaration. Now people say, well, what's the royal declaration? Well, call me up or go up to my website. It's on my website too. I got a button up there. And we're not going to go into the Royal De- Declaration. But what I'm saying, if you know about the Royal Declaration, you've listened to Hour of the Truth. See? Because we covered it, York and I covered it on the Hour of the Truth. And the only people that know about, about I mean, there's only two sources to get it. The Catholic Encyclopedia and, and the Grand Design website. You know, so, so, and this is a key part of history. When you understand the Royal Declaration, you, you understand what a Protestant nation is all about. You see, this is, this is, this is the difference that, that uh, Eric Phelps would have with me it is our Tom Fresh. What Tom Fresh calls this, our government, a constant, he calls it a Protestant constitutional republic. It's not. It's a universal constitutional republic. It, I don't know how many Masons were in on the founding, but it's a universal document. It's not, in America, I'm an American, and I live side by side with Catholics. Catholicism is legal. Mormonism is legal. We have freedom of religion. And this is not, the Constitution is not a Christian document. It's a universal document. Now, that's not Walt Stickle speaking. That's history. See, in Walt Stickle, he's not supposed to say stuff like this. He's not educated. He's just a retired truck driver. He flew airplanes a little bit. You know, he's dabbed here and dabbed there. He's not supposed to know this. He's not, but when you gather, if you read this book, and if you read Tupper Saucy, you will realize, you will realize that, the, now I'm not running America down when I say it's a, uni, it's a universal constitutional republic. I'm not, it's, it's just a fact, it's history. George Washington was a Freemason. And 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 ninety percent of our judges in this country, in the state, are Masons. It's a hundred percent in federal. And and a, and a, and Freemasonry is universalism. See, instead of throwing, see, see, it's you see, but you know, if somebody wants to call this a 
Protestant constitutional republic? They got, there's nothing wrong with that. In other words, the idea is to look into history, and you make the choice now. Now you, 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 you look, you, you find me one thing in, in the constitutional constitution in the Bill of Rights. Now you're going to get principles. There's Protestant principles. But the United States government is not a Protestant government. But why do I say this? The Royal Declaration. Now, England was a Protestant government. I mean, they wrote it right in the Royal Declaration. All you have to do is you read it yourself. And see, and that's why, how many times have you heard anybody talking about the Royal Declaration? You heard it on Hour of the Truth. And I've read it, we've done it a couple times. But just because you say it a couple times doesn't mean it, it hits home. If you don't know about the Royal Declaration, you don't understand Protestant England. And see, the, the, the main point of the, 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 of the American Revolution was to, de, to break Protestant England from the Protestant colonies. That's why my friend Dave Baxter coined it. He was the first one that I ever heard say this. He said, the American Revolution was counter-reformation. Well, now let's verify what he just said. On the 24th of September, we had a Jesuit pope counter-reformation. If you don't understand the Jesuits, the Jesuits were, were, were they, they were started to counter the Reformation. The history that we've seen since the Reformation, and I'm coining this from, from um, Chris Pinto, all our history is all about countering the Reformation. That's what World War II was, was to completely stamp out the last bastion of Protestantism in Germany. Germany today is no more Protestant than the man in the moon. And America, the government of America, is not a Protestant government. Walt Stickel, I live in a Roman Catholic country. Six out of the nine chief justices are Catholic. They interpret the law. Georgetown University, 28 Jesuit universities. Education is, they, they control the academics of the world. In other words, what I'm saying is, you see, we can't look at history with emotion. 
Because the hardest thing that it was for me was to get rid of that last patriotic blood of an American. Listen, I still love my country. This country has afforded me freedoms that people in this world just dream of. But as we've been busy at the football games with Hollywood, they've kept us occupied. And when the TV came in, it replaced the pulpit. And America, America and the world today's pulpit is, is that boob tube. So, you know, coming up on Monday, this is a very, it will be a very interesting interview. I want to acquire a little bit that, how Greg Anthony is a journalist, okay? I want to acquire some of his, to sit back, see our job here to fellowship as fellow Christians and share is just put out the material, the pieces of the puzzle, and let you put them together. See, and this little book, The Vatican Jesuit Global Conspiracy, is only, is, is solid meat. And there's nothing in this little book that you can deny. History. History, and if you, I said it the other day, and you always keep this in the back of your mind. If you, your limited view of the Jesuits means that you have a limited view of history, and it's just the opposite. If you don't know, if you know history, you know all about the Jesuits. Can you imagine? I was raised a Lutheran, and I didn't have any I didn't have it. I heard about the Reformation. <clears throat> I went to public school, learned nothing about the Reformation or the Dark Ages, the Inquisition. The Inquisition is history. And in, and in, and in Catholic Europe today, I asked Yerk one day, I said, Yerk, when you went to school, when you were going to high school, what did they teach you about the Inquisition? And he said, they, they flipped it. The, Inqu the Inquisition was killing the bad guys. The Inquisition was the good guys. That's how easy, that's how important history is. Well, anyway, listen, I, I didn't mean to talk as long as I did, but I seen uh, um, Michael Adams of Nothing But the Truth on this morning, and he's, he's here. And I just, uh, I'm going to turn this over to uh, Michael Adams, and I want you to just, uh, you know, interview me. Ask me some questions, Michael. I think that people, I, as I got out of bed this morning, I said, you know, I think if I'm going to be broadcasting five days a week, people should know a little bit of Walt Stickle. Who is he? Who does he work for? Yeah, who do you work for, Walt? <laughs> I'm, a, 
I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. And I'm on a camp trip here. And I've been very blessed on my journey because there's been tribulation all through history. And I always go back to Poland for some reason. Can you imagine living in Poland in 1938? Wouldn't have been a very good place to be. It no. wouldn't have been a very no. good place. <clears throat> well, there's a lot of very uh, tragic and horrendous tales of history connected with Rome. So, yeah, well, well let's... Well, yeah, let's find out about you, shall we? Um, do you get paid at all for any of this, what you're doing? No, my website costs me $35 a year. It's one of the best I've come across uh, it, um, uh, as far as price. I've been with this, and I can't pronounce this, bononic.com, I, you know, but it's if somebody is looking for some hosting, it's... Uh, it's, uh, I've been with them. I've got three different domain names, and they're always there. And I've got 10 gigabytes of, uh, of hosting plus 100 emails. And if somebody wants an email, let me know. Because I, I can give you a good email without advertisement or anything else. So, and I've got three different. I can offer you pcknowhow.us or cwaves.us or granddesignexposed.com. So... Uh, Anyway, ring me out and ask me another question there, Michael. Uh, You know, so with your journey here of discovering about the the biblical, historical, prophetic antichrist, being the papacy, and about the Jesuits and all that, how has that affected you in your personal life? Family, friends, that kind of thing. You know, that is a very good question. It's a very good question, and as I started waking up, I went through periods of anger, and uh, I uh, and I and it's only recently, and I'll tell you something. It's only probably the last two weeks that I fully understand. When I understand that that we don't have a new world order, the old world order is intact, and we're not going to have a new world order. The order you see is just going to get is just going to continue. There isn't such a thing as a new world order. Satan always gives you the opposite. We have the old world order, and we're living there right now. And so what has happened is all of a sudden, I have become, there's a peace that's come over me. Because I know, it's, listen, it's important to know who the, who the Antichrist is, the little horn of Daniel and the son of perdition, the man of sin in Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, and and Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots. But once you know that, you see, you know, you see. Now there's books that are written and they're called anti-Catholic. Well, you know, uh, you know. See, I'm not anti-Catholic. I'm anti-institution because. Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon is is bigger than just Rome. Rome is the key player. Don't for a second think I'm trying to soften soften Rome. 
But if you haven't, Freemasonry is, 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 is the same thing. It's the same thing. But Freemasonry is big, and especially in this country. I've traveled this country. I spent, you know, 10 years crisscrossing the United States. I've been through Toledo, Ohio, you know, probably a couple hundred times. And you, and you know right that's a, that's, a, that's a couple lifetimes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as the old song goes, I spend a week one day in Toledo, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, and, and, and one of the things I remember on I-80, and you, and you probably know where it's at. If you've traveled I-80 back in there's on the north side of I-80, there's a big Masonic temple. I can't tell you what part of, uh, uh, but you can see it from the interstate. And then when I used to go through Tulsa, Oklahoma, I mean, we have some big temples in this country. I mean, huge. And if you want to, you can go to the temple in Philadelphia. You can take a virtual tour of the Freemasonic one there in Philadelphia. They're huge. This country is swallowed up with Freemasonry. And Freemasonry, I, I read when I was out on the truck, you know, see, I mean, I didn't know. I was always studying Freemasons. You know, it was the Jews. It was the Freemasons. It was the Bilderbergers. It was the Club of Rome. And not until, not until I underst understood, you know, I understood the, the connection between Freemasonry. Because see, at the top, See, that's another thing that they'll try to say, that there's a schism between Freemasonry. That's just a front. They control both sides of it. And, you know, and, and that's, they always control their opposition. They create their opposition. But Freemasonry is right in the thick of this. You know, and uh, uh, so anyway, uh, that's, I've, that, you know, I... That's what I learned when I was going back and forth across the United States. I was seeing, I was actually seeing these these temples with my own eyes. But like I said, I didn't have that background. It wasn't until Greg, I started. I used to listen to Alex Jones. And matter of fact, when I first moved out here, <clears throat> I used to. I was a member of the, you know, where I could go into the archives, archives. And I would listen every night for two, three hours. <laughs> and, you know, all I did is get angry. <laughs> I, I found, And so it's what's going to be interesting about this broadcast on Monday <clears throat> is, you know, I come across Greg Samaski. And I'm telling you, like I said before, I, I didn't have this history. I didn't know about the Royal Declaration. I even had a, on one of his broadcasts, I got to be the kind of the third party, and I helped interview Eric Phelps and going through the history. But I didn't have enough background, and I didn't have enough to, to cover to be an interviewer, you know. And like when you're, talking to, when you're talking to somebody and you're sharing some history and they don't have the history, well, you don't pound them over the head. You give them a couple seeds and you move on. That's what this broadcast is about, is to entice, in, to entice you to, to search out some of the things that are being said here. I'm not going to change. You're not going to follow. You don't, you don't want to follow any man. 
No man. I don't, my knees bow to no man. And that's why after people, Walt gets along with a lot of people, but after they get, get to know me and realize that, hey, I, you know, I got freedom of conscience, and, and I don't bow to any man. A man is a man. Now, there's a lot of men that have a lot more on the stick, and they, I'm running with a 20-watt, and they might have a 150-watt ball. But I've learned to listen and ring people out. And through Greg's broadcast, I, and then I met John Daniels. See, I met, and, and I got, and I, that, through John Daniels' book, I learned English history. It, it, to really understand 1776, you've got to understand from Henry VIII all the way up to James II. To understand the Declaration of Independence, you've got to understand the Declaration of Indulgence that they tried to pass in 1688. It didn't float. It, it didn't float in England. They had so much pressure that the King James II had to get on a boat and go to France because they wanted to legalize. They wanted freedom of religion. And the English people rose up Without a bullet being fired, it was called the Glorious Revolution. How many people know anything about the Glorious Revolution? James II got on a boat and got out of town. Why? His papa lost his head for doing the same thing. Oh, the world they want. You can ask people. I have a, my, a retired doctor down here, good friend. I love old Ed. He's 81 years old. And, uh, you know, and I asked him one day when I was out working on his computer, I just asked him a question. Have you ever heard of the Spanish Armada? He stopped. He said, wasn't that some kind of a revolution down in Mexico? Now, did I get boastful and jump up and jump all over him? I mean, listen, Ed's forgot more than I know. But he didn't. He didn't know about the Spanish Armada. And if you haven't, if you haven't really got into the Spanish Armada, it's interesting. You can see the hand of God. You can see the hand of God. If if, if the Spanish Armada had been successful, if they would, there would have been a bloodbath in England. But they were on an island, and all of a sudden, a big wind came up during the attack, and. And the English sailors split them in half because they had faster ships. And anyway, with the help of the wind and the storm, it blew them all the way past England. If, if the Spanish Armada had been successful, we wouldn't have a King James Bible. We wouldn't have, because I'll tell you what America's got. What made America, the goodness in America, came out of that Bible. That's where our freedom came from. Not, not, not the government, the universal government, the humanitarians. You know, the Declaration of Independence, I want to do a broadcast on it. It's nothing but secular humanism. You see, this is what the average America, this is what doesn't want to accept 
They can't because they, and what and it's not their fault. Again, it's not their fault. Our history has been taken away from us. People don't people don't know the what was see history is like a river. It flows. And if you start with your history in 1776, which I did, which I did, I used to say this, and I didn't, I didn't realize it was profound. Because, listen, I'm, I'm running on maybe a 20 or 30-watt bulb. Okay, you're not talking to the brightest bulb in Bandon. You know, but when, when, when you, I used to say this. The 200 years before, prior to 1776 was like a dark hole in history. And, and I used to share this with Lori Berkebile, and she had a little coin. She said, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And in 1776, we had America. That's the history of the average American. I mean, the, the 13 original colonies were strong Protestants. The Catholics couldn't say mass in public. They had to go eat that cookie in the brush, and they couldn't hold office. Why? Because right in the Royal Declaration, they call it a superstitious, idolatry, idolatrous religion, which it is. But I still love my neighbors Catholics in this country. They don't know this. How, how, how am I to judge? Now listen, I can see the fruit. We're to be fruit inspectors. But I know some lovely Catholics. I tell you, I got a lady in here in town here. Her name is Mary. She's 93 years old. And I'll tell you, she's got more grit than John Wayne ever thought about having. And man, I love her. I love I. I haven't the last year, but and 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 years prior, I would go out here and pick these evergreen huckleberries. They're just about the size of a BB. Takes you about three hours to get a gallon of them, but it, it'll make two and a half pies. And I and 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 she used. I used to call her my automatic. I used to call her my automatic pie maker. I'd, I'd, I'd go over there with the berries, help her clean them a little bit, and within two and a half hours, I was walking out there with a warm pie in my hand. And she's Roman Catholic. I love her to death. And the earlier question, how did I deal with it? Well, it kind of bothered me for a while. I mean, it did when I, when I realized what was going on. And I'm going to give you, I only got to about two minutes, but I want to finish with this. Mary and Guy, her husband, passed away now a year and a half ago. But they came from Maryland. And they lived two miles from the Dorigo Manor. That's where, that's where Charles Carroll had a ten, that was his home, a third generation Carroll. And they used to go to church there. And I, I, I came over to her house one day and I said, uh, have you ever heard of the Carrolls? Oh, yes, Charles Carroll. He helped finance the American, Re the American Revolution. We used to go to church, at his church. They, they don't allow it anymore. They, they, they don't allow it anymore, in other words. But it used to be the public could, 
they on one side of the man of the of the of the manor is is a chapel, and that's where Charles Carroll is entombed. And she said, we used to sit in the slave section because, see, Charles Carroll was the largest slave owner. And he was a neighbor to George Washington. So when somebody, you know, and and the biggest rebuttal that I've got is talking about the Carrolls incessantly. They're part of history. Charles Carroll, Daniel Carroll, are just as important, and, and John Carroll are just as important as they're just as significant in our history as Jefferson and Washington and Adams. I'm not I'm not bringing the Carrolls up to 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 give them all the credit, but they were very instrumental in those years prior, and you know so with that. You know, we're getting down to the last minute. I'm going to sign off. Listen, Mike, you didn't have to, you know, you got me running here. You didn't have to talk to, ask too many questions. But listen, I'm looking forward to Monday, Monday and, and Greg Anthony, and we're, we, will, we will cover the origin and of, of, the new, of the New World Order and how we should behave and how it should affect us. And with that, God bless, and if you want to stay on a little bit, some of you folks here, and have a little uh, uh, fellowship, we will. But right now, I'm going to close the broadcast, and we'll see you on Monday, Monday, January 11th, at uh, the same time. Bye for now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.